What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cold Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Hydroform. Their new self-titled EP is out now. Check it out. What's up, everybody? It's Keefe from Ghost Cult Magazine here with the guys from Hydroform. Quarantine edition interview. What's up? What's up? Yo. What's up? Having a home. Yeah, it's like one of those old uh, chat room lines where you call. <laughs> I don't know. I'm dating myself, but yeah, before internet chats, uh, when we used to just rap to strangers. So, but you guys are not strangers. <laughs> uh, badass band from Denver. Super happy to chat with you guys today. Been following you for a while. First and foremost, I hope that everybody, you guys personally, friends, family, whoever, peer bands, I hope all of you are intact and whole and healthy from this coronavirus mess because it is a a real pickle for everybody. It's really tough. Yeah. Um, I think we're all doing good. I mean, some of us are more bored than others, but... I think overall, healthy, happy, you know, trying to stay sane through all this. Yeah, it was crazy because we just got back from tour and directly into quarantine life. So, you know, a couple of us lost our jobs. Um, I'm fortunate enough to still have mine, but I work with a lot of the big promoters and stuff. So a lot of my business has been, you know, postponed and canceled. So I'm feeling it and I just hope everyone else is doing okay as well. So trying to take care of each other and continue to try and work from afar and play some music and get things done. So. Right on. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's a challenge we're all facing, um, you know, same here in New York city is just craziness. Uh, are you guys in kind of Denver proper or outside? Yeah. Denver proper. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, so, yeah, I imagine it's a big metropolitan scene there, a big music scene there that I've been, you know, I've heard about. Uh, a lot of great bands from there. I don't know what's in the water in Denver, but uh, creatively is like amazing bands and producers and artists and uh, um, it seems like a pretty great DIY scene to come from uh, for you guys. <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, it's, Absolutely. It's there's a lot of good, you know, cool, small DIY venues, like Seven Circle is a big one. That That's the one that we wanted to set up a show kind of now, right when we got back. But that obviously isn't panning out at the moment. But, you know, there's a lot of cool people that we that really support us and we like to support them too. And, uh, yeah, a lot of fans also, especially in the metal scene. So it's not just, you know, jam bands and... EDM and stuff out here, we kind of get a, yeah. sample, a sample of everything, which is really cool. So kind of the genres kind of blend a little bit. And yeah, definitely, you know, Havoc and some of those other big bands are from here too. And it's good to see those guys making moves and we appreciate being here. So. Word. Uh, yeah. I love the new Havoc record. It comes out Friday. I'm super stoked. And uh Stoked is my favorite word in the English language, but uh, beside <laughs> beside thrash metal. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of great. I just I just happen to be chatting with a lot of Denver bands lately, and everybody says kind of the same thing. Good sense of community. Fans are very you know involved and uh, passionate, regardless of subgenre, which I like to see. I think there's a lot of support for art in general in this city. You know, whether it's like 
music and specifically like heavy metal what we're talking about here or just like you know there's lots of people i mean denver's just a city of people from all over the country for better or for worse you get just a, a lot of variety of people that have different tastes and different things that they love and um so you see a huge diversity of of music here and you know like jay was saying there's lots of small venues where bands have opportunities to play live and you know if you're a visual artist or another kind of performing artist there's plenty of places for you to do your thing and we're lucky um we're lucky to to have found each other and to live in this city that provides us the opportunity to do what we love to do it's it's awesome I think, you know, two of us, John and Matt, are both from Colorado originally and grew up here, but, you know, I'm, I grew up in San Diego, so I got a, you know, different sampling of music growing up, whether it was like the metalcore scene or like the LA, LA rock bands and kind of the, you know, alternative post, post punk and post hardcore stuff that was going on down there, which had a pretty good, you know, influence on my guitar playing specifically. Um, Carter's from the East Coast, so he got kind of a different sampling of, you know, heavy music and music in general there that he could probably speak to. And, um, you know, Matt went to, you know, studied jazz. Um, and John, you know, plays a lot of funk. So that's kind of, we, that's, it's kind of a mesh of all of those different influences that kind of got us to where we are um, with, you know, an overarching vision of what we're going for, for a sound. So, yeah, speaking to that being from Colorado thing, you don't go up to someone and expect them to be from Colorado. You kind of ask them, where, where are you going to be from? And it's like, oh, Chicago, you know, San Francisco, whatever. Um, Denver is on that scene of, you know, the mid-sized city that's exploding. Kind of, I guess, I would compare it to like Austin or Nashville or, um, you know, Seattle or some of those cities that, Obviously, Seattle has a big music scene, so that might be a, the, a bad example. But, you know, it's not L.A. or New York that's kind of a, a budding music scene. So, um, with a ton of diversity, like Matt mentioned. I love it. I love it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, sorry to hear that some of you guys lost your jobs. and glad some of you are still hanging in there and helping each other. Uh, in this time of quarantine, obviously, you see a lot of bands are sort of hustling and side hustling and starting cr other creative endeavors. What are you guys all doing to kind of, you know, beside music to stay kind of sharp emotionally and mentally? <clears throat> I think it's just, I, I'm trying to, you know, stay healthy. I play a lot of golf. And, you know, yeah, like I take my dog on walks and, you know, go on a lot of bike rides and things like that. And, you know, I've been creatively trying to push myself to just to learn some more theory and some of the stuff that I hadn't really grown up, you know, working on. I kind of learned to play music by ear. So for me personally, I'm just trying to get better as a guitar player and kind of learn the language a little bit behind it, which in the past I hadn't really studied. So that combined with trying to work my day job remotely, which is challenging in its own sense, but yeah, I think it's about just for me keeping habits throughout the day of what I need to to do to stay not depressed or anxious, you know, like those negative emotions out, which, you know, right now is obviously a roller coaster for everyone, but we're doing our best to, you know, just, just even specifically as a band, stay on phone calls together and do Zoom meetings like we're doing with you right now, just shoot the shit and 
virtual happy hours and kind of whatever we can do. So it's, it's limited and it kind of sucks because we had so much momentum from right after that Overkill Exhorter tour, um, which a couple of the dates, it got cut two days early, which um, we were really looking forward to the New Jersey, New Jersey show specifically because that was at a big venue and um, Overkill's hometown crowd and apparently it was sold out. So that was kind of a bummer. And then coming right back into this, I think, I don't know, 2020 has been a challenging year for me personally, but I think we're doing our best to keep each other sane and healthy and moving forward. Well said. How about the rest of you guys? <clears throat> no. So, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Take Matt. No, you haven't okay. said anything. No, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, as, as we were saying earlier, you know, some of us lost our jobs uh, right at the beginning of this thing, which was pretty unfortunate, uh, you know, our day jobs. Um, I've been able to, uh, you know, get work again, um, able to work from home, which is really nice. And, uh, you know, I've been playing a lot of video games, as I'm sure most people have. And, uh, you know, I, I play bass in the band. And uh, I've been playing some guitar recently. So, so getting into that, I'm sure other bassists will scoff when I say that. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, that's, that's just a way to, you know, keep the creativity flowing and staying fresh. You know, been been working on on a little tune there cool cool um i'm embracing my inner uh colorado outdoor douche um you know like it's just being from colorado or like if you know anyone that lives here like everyone's personality is really tied to being outside um and like for good reason because we get you know, we're blessed to have super nice weather here most of the time. Um, so I've been <clears throat> going on long bike rides, um, just, you know, trying to get some sunshine and get some exercise and stay healthy and move my body. I mean, the days where you just sit in the house and don't do anything really are the ones that are the worst. Um, so I try to make those infrequent. Um, <laughs> I've also been playing a lot of video games. I've never really been a video game guy up until now, but you know, with all this downtime, it's super easy to fall into that rabbit hole too. Um, trying to stay creative and uh, I guess like do a little bit of casual composing of electronic music on the side too. And um, more or less trying to start up a, a healthy practice routine again, because uh, before we left for tour when I was, bartending full-time it was really tough to get in all the practice hours that you need to stay sharp behind your instrument so um just you know trying to trying to keep my hands fresh i'm the i'm the drummer and you know just trying to stay limber and make sure that i'm not losing my chops so trying to stay busy some days are better than others but overall you know sunshine keeps me happy i would not hate you if you broke into a john denver song right now because <laughs> that's what I feel like you're about to start singing yeah. Rocky Mountain High. Country roads. <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to spare you on singing. I'm not a singing kind of guy. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> we do some sort of intro, like saying what instruments we play and everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can see the drum kit behind Matt 
to be oh, there, yeah. so I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guessing yeah. he's the bass player. <laughs> and the bass player said he was the bass player, like all bass players who who wish they were guitar players, myself included. Uh, oh, I do not wish I was a guitar player. Bass right. is way better than guitar, just for the record. Right. Daryl Jennifer from uh, Bad Brain switched. So, like, if he could do it, I don't think I necessarily could, but, like, at least he was able to. <clears throat> well, John, John also plays a six-string bass, so he's already essentially playing guitar. It's the same amount of strings. He's pushing me to, you know, I feel like I need to play seven string now just to like beat him. But, you know, that's too many strings for me. I can't handle it. It's all good. I'm, I'm good with six. You know, I've been thinking about getting a seven string bass. So you might have to up your game there. I downvote down on that. <laughs> What's going on with your golf game over there, dude? Said Jay. Okay. Yeah, Carter. Carter's out here. <laughs> working on his handicap. Get that. Right, he's working on his handicap. That's awesome. Yo. It's weird. Yeah. Like our lead singer usually likes talking just as much as I do, if not more. And yet yeah, he's, usually he needs to be the center of attention. He's got that eye of the tiger. Like, he also doesn't know how to put his phone on speaker, apparently. That's but. fine. <laughs> I know how to put my fuck you. <laughs> Just going for the best sound quality too for a podcast. Like, good job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was a podcast that we were going to be recorded. Well, we're going to try. Really? We'll try. We'll see what's happening. I got video yeah. on, you know, four of the five of you plus me. So, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Most of you. <clears throat> this video is very compelling of like the back of your neck, though. That's really cool. And uh, yeah. <laughs> the scruff of your neck is super exciting. Oh, here we go. Nice. Turn the phone You're around. You're legit playing golf. That's yeah. I thought you were like around your, I thought he was dick around his backyard. <clears throat> He's not kidding around. Really. <laughs> well, that that encompasses your the answer to your question right there. It does. Like, yeah, you can see that we all have really different priorities. <laughs> that our singers outside like playing golf instead of setting up one microphone to get the best sound quality for this podcast ever. But as you do, as you do. It's all good. I appreciate all of y'all, and uh, <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, yeah, man, that's, I think, you know, mental health is really important at this time. This is, I see many of uh, my friends and peers having a hard time, um, you know, so we're just all trying to help each other. I like, it looks like hopefully we'll all be better people, or some of us will be better people after this experience. I don't know. I always hope for the best and expect the worst, but I'm from New York city. So I'm negative by nature and uh, (laughs) the opposite of you guys who are all, you know, incense and peppermints. So, uh, sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, the tour you guys just wrapped up Uh, by all accounts. It was great. We were also looking forward to the East coast. We were going to try to make it to Jersey. Um, we had been in talks about come out and cover the show because we got, you know, we're all over the country, but, the Northeast is uh, where a bunch of us are. And uh, and obviously, yeah, Overkill Hometown Show and Exorder, who's on this incredible return. And I think the Jersey Show also had MOD on it, um, who have also made a little mm-hmm. bit of a comeback if you if you go that far back into some crossover hardcore and thrash um, as fans. So, yeah, that, it's a bummer that you guys lost out on that. But in general, how was the whole – the rest of the tour experience for all of you? <laughs> It was a super roller coaster, man. I mean, 
every night just you know getting to live that dream of just getting on stage and playing music uh and leaving everything else behind was awesome um you know the experience of getting to travel and go to cities that some of us have never been to um you know living in a van for two and a half weeks i mean super challenging really rewarding um definitely moments where I remember looking back and just thinking this fucking sucks, you know, like, (laughs) uh, but the thing that we all kept coming back to, no matter how difficult some things got was just like the work that you put on, put in on stage, you know, or the work that you put in once you get to the venue and you start getting in that mode of like, you're here to do a show. It just made everything worth it, you know, no matter the adversity that we went through. And we did go through a good amount of adversity on this tour, which I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk about. But, you know, for me, it was just always a dream of, of getting to live my life by playing drums on stage every day. And, and so that was super fulfilling and, just being around Exorder and Overkill and learning from everything that they brought to the table and seeing, you know, the the size of that production, which is the biggest production that I've ever been to up until this point in my life. You know, it was it was a tremendous learning experience and a lesson in endurance and and just professionalism. And you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was it was great. I think um, we had done a couple of DIY tours before where we booked and did everything on our own. And, you know, at that point, no one really knew who we were. So we were booking all the own, like all the bands that were playing with us in these various cities and then getting the opportunity to be on this with, you know, guys that have been doing it a really long time and know what they're doing. I heard from various people that touring in a van in the United States is one of the most difficult types of touring that you can do. And it was really cool to see kind of where we can take this and where we can be. Um, Cause it was just the four of us on the road. We didn't have a tour manager or, you know, merch person or any, really any other help. So that's, I mean, we're putting in elbow grease to make this work. And I think overarchingly, what kind of sums the whole thing up was we talked kind of two days, two or three days after we got back when we all had a chance to rest up a little bit. And the first conversation was, when can we go tour again? I think we are really, you know, the four of us are really personable people and we enjoy getting out and going to like meet fans and create new fans and I, I just love that 30 minute opportunity to get to play music and then the couple hours after where we get to meet all the fans and when someone comes up to me and says that they haven't heard a good a new metal band that's come out recently that they just love and then saying that we are that to them that I think is huge um, and we also had the opportunity to meet you know people of all ages we had a a kid come out like elementary school age with his dad into the Atlanta show. And they came and hung out with us for a super long time. And, uh, you know, we signed drumsticks for him and gave it to him and kind of hooked him up with all that we could. And it was good to get in front of the new generation and kind of the people who've been in it for a really long time. So I really enjoyed, you know, meeting all those new people. Yeah, I'll I'll jump in and, you know, uh, piggyback off that, you know, we we really uh, we made a lot of fans along the way. Uh, You know, it's it's really cool to just 
look at our social media numbers boost up every show that we do. And, you know, after the show, hanging out at the merch booth, just having people lining up to have us take pictures with them or, you know, sign merchandise uh, is a really cool experience, uh, you know, uh, that we were able to enjoy uh, and, you know, what's, what's also really cool. And I think is uh, cool about this band is, you know, after being crammed in a tiny van for a few weeks, you know, not completely despising each other at the end of it is, uh, it's a pretty good sign there. Um, and, you know, we did have, uh, some, some crazy adversity as Matt was saying earlier. Um, you know, we, uh, in the middle of Texas, all in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we blew out uh, half of our tires, uh, you know, three of the six tires on our uh, on our van and trailer. Uh, it was all all tires on the right side. Yeah, all everyone yeah. one puddle. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty insane. It was raining pretty hard the, on a highway known as the Highway of Death or yeah. Hell's Highway or Highway to Hell. Right? Yeah, <laughs> is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah. they had across so well with all of this Zoom interruption and. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, like, like we just did. We love people and love get like. We're one. I consider us a live band. I don't think that any of the recordings that we have really have can can show people how much fun we are to play live. And as you can tell, we like to play stories or tell stories and interrupt each other all the time too. So a Zoom recording is kind of like our recordings where it'll work, but you really need to come see us live or and talk to us in person because that's kind of what I really enjoy about this band is that we're all super, like we're close friends. We hang out with each other outside of the band. Um, we love to tell stories and play live music and we got to do that on this tour. So that was cool. Thank goodness you guys weren't seriously hurt in that van uh, issue with the tires. That sounds terrifying. Oh, that was just the first one. The second one <laughs> was even more terrifying. Uh, two two uh, major van experiences that happened. Let's just get them out of the way now. The first time was in Texas that John was mentioning. So we were going down what we later learned was called the highway to hell. And it was torrentially downpouring, which apparently it never rains there. And it's where these oil guys driving tankers down this two-way freeway are going. They get paid by the load. So they were going like 90 miles an hour passing us. And there was, you know, the, the burn off. So there's those fires in the sky and it just felt like we were in hell, like literally in hell. And because of all the rain, apparently they filled the potholes with sand and the rain had washed, was washing the sand out. And we hit a pothole when Carter was driving and blew out the three tires along the right side. So the two in the van and the one on the trailer. And we pulled over and it was at like 1130 at night. And, you know, luckily we had help from this touch like this tow truck driver really helped us out and made sure we were taken care of. And the tire shop there was it like actually had what we needed. Uh, the next day I was sitting in the tire shop and the same tow truck driver who said we were going to be the last ride of the night had been working all night long. And the guy at the tire shop said that he saw 70 people on the road, 70 cars <laughs> that had also had flats that were fixing them. So 
from then on, we learned that we were going to stay on more major freeways moving forward. So we got that kind of we le lesson learned on that one. Uh, the second one was we were on the way home and we were driving from Nashville to Denver. So it was like 16 or 17 hour drive. And we were 100 miles outside of Denver and I was driving and the weather had been, you know, fine all day long. And it started snowing. And so I slowed down and then we were, uh, we were, we hit a bridge and lost control going like 45 or 50 miles an hour and kind of jackknifed and we're going towards the median and like our tires went into the median, but you can't overcorrect it because if you're attached to a trailer, there's potential for flippage. Um, but I ended up, you know, saving it and then I pulled over and everyone was all freaked out. I looked back and the trailer was missing the roof and the back doors and had nothing in it. And I look in the median and all of our, all of our gear had been yard sailed from like 30 to 50 feet across the median. So luckily this cop like was there within five minutes and we were able to, we ditched the trailer, but we were able to fit all of our gear inside of the van with us for the last hundred miles. So we were all tucked in there. Like, minus like, minus a couple know, minor things. Very we had tight to that last hundred miles. <laughs> Just chirping whenever you want to, Carter. That's <laughs> <laughs> like every singer. Well, it's all good. We like this. I like this. This is fun. This has been I'm a lot of fun. Trying to get a good, a good sound bite real quick without, you know, <laughs> that's okay. Whatever. So yeah, the thing that was great, great about that uh, coming home after that last accident, we like stuffed everything that we could into the van, and we're driving like thirty-five miles an hour down the highway, just crammed in like sardines because we're so scared of crashing again. And you know, we were all just so tightly packed into that van for the last two and a half hours of that drive. It was pretty awful. We we got through it though, and I think usually you get one one thing that happens and we were lucky enough to experience two so therefore <laughs> if we've experienced those two uh, arguably pretty bad um things then we can deal with with fucking anything so i think yeah. it, it's not gonna stop us we just learned so we learned a lot i like the pma that's awesome um and i'm glad you're okay um uh being on tour with those legend type guys i'm sure there might be some stories you guys have any good bobby blitz stories i love that dude he's nuts oh uh <laughs> sure i'm a, i'm a i'm a tone i feel like you guys yeah. might know this so uh we're uh you know it's pretty early on in the tour and we're down in the green room I'm talking to Bobby and I'm like, you know, I kind of like these smaller venues. It's a little more intimate. And he goes, that's bullshit. You know, <laughs> you know that you love playing these arenas and everything. And I was like, cool. Right on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. I'll see you, Billy. And then uh, Jason, uh, oh. their drummer goes, it's Bobby. And I'm like, face palm. Did I just call him Billy Blitz? And I was like, mm. all right, Bobby. Yeah, he had already like went into another room. And I was like, oh, face palm. But fortunately, so like by the by the end of the tour, you know, we I had corrected this, you know, built up some rapport. And, you know, he's tore me like around their tour bus and, you know, feeding me shots. Uh, he's he's actually a really 
cool guy. Uh, so, you know, glad to be able to share the stage uh, with him and, you know, the rest of uh, that band and Exhorter. You can tell the story about what he thought about our, our music. What did he say? <laughs> I don't get it, but it's good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we asked we asked him what he thought of us and that's what that was his answer. But by the end, Carter will probably chirp in here. He said that he liked us. So musically, he liked us personally too, but musically it was it was funny to hear his impression because you know he's been doing this a really long time. And we've been doing it for you know, this is our our first major tour. So, um, yeah, we, we definitely learned a lot from him. I'm, I'm just amazed that we're even telling these stories. I thought we might just try to pass on this question. <laughs> <laughs> I can well, edit it I out. Give a shout out. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to give out a shout out to, uh, to Dave, Dave Linsk, uh, guitar from Overkill, who uh, introduced us to the most wicked, combination that i think any of us have ever had he's a big aficionado of uh mixing fireball oh you're talking about the fireball um, yeah yeah fireball and angry orchard we were we uh we played a show in san antonio and then we went we went to get whataburger after which is what you do when you're in texas and we happened to run into to dave and some of the other guys from the overkill crew standing in line at that whataburger and he was like yeah you guys uh, you want to come on the bus i'll uh you know, like Overkill and, or not, a, a, <laughs> uh, Angry Orchard and Fireball is the drink of the tour. And we just looked at each other and we're like, that sounds awful. <laughs> and then, uh, it's Christmas in a can. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we later learned, like, he wasn't fucking around. Like, it's, it's Christmas in a can. It's pretty damn good. This is not sponsored, by the way. We're not, yeah. we're not sponsored. Yeah. But, but it kind of uh, should be. We have to yeah. work on this for you guys. Hey, if, if yeah, you want to sponsor us, Fireball yeah. and Angry Orchard, yeah, what, 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 up. what are the generic drug names of Angry Orchard, Hard Cider, and Fireball? <laughs> <laughs> and what about uh, we'll have food covered, at least when we're in Texas next time. Yeah. But Dave, if you ever if you ever happen to listen to this, thanks for that tip, man. <laughs> The, the I don't know. It's kind, it's kind of dangerous. Too. I don't know if we should thank him for that. <laughs> I think we we learned a lot from the Exhorter crew too. It just everyone on the tour was very, you know, gracious, and I think, you know, we kind of needed to prove ourselves a little bit to them, um, and just show that you know we're professionals and going to show up on time and you know do our thing and not play over and just do what we needed to do and. Um, the exhorter camp was great. You know, everyone on their team, uh, really took care of us. And I, I can't really think of like a specific story. Um, but you know, just Sasha, their drummer was just like, whenever I was feeling like overwhelmed or in a mood, I knew that I could go talk to him and he would kind of settle me down and just bring me back to earth a little bit. And, um, cause he's been doing it for a while and, you know, their texts were all helping me, you know, improve my rig and do better there. And I don't have any specific stories, but, you know, both camps. Oh, I guess at the very end, at our last show in Nashville. So we come outside and they were like. The last show was in Charlotte, not Nashville. This was Charlotte. Yeah, sorry. It was the last, ended up being the last show of the tour. And 
they were like, they started filming us and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, where are you filming? Oh, yeah. I, thought was, I, thought just, I thought he was just texting and holding his phone, but we go outside and they had taken green gaff tape and put it, you know, addressed our van and trailer accordingly with it and put um, live animal inside or animal inside on our trailer. And one of their te- the texts of overkill, his, his name was animal. So we thought that was pretty, pretty funny. And- we were like, we had heard rumors that someone was going to let the air out of our tires or do some like really <laughs> dickhead prank. But, you know, they pranked us in a way that we felt like we, we proved ourselves, you know, and they did something kind of cool. We left that green gap. There's still some on the van right outside right now. It's just peeling off over time with the weather. So it's very <laughs> minimal where we're at, but we left it on there, except the stuff on the windshield, obviously. So that was cool. Well, also, the, let's not forget in um, Tampa, when, so we would leave, we'd have to leave our trailer, like, oh, like unhooked from our van a lot, just because parking was, like, hard to find, and it was easier to just, like, tuck our trailer in near the venue than try to land, like, land everything together, and uh, they, they, we, like, dropped off our trailer, went to our hotel, because we were doing a hotel that night, and then uh, we came back, and they moved it, and we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> Where did it go? Somebody stole our gear. <clears throat> wow. Well, you earn their respect if they're pranking you, right? That means they like you. Yeah, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and you've been doing enough with the van, so I'm glad they didn't actually damage the van or let the air out of your tires or whatever. Uh, not that that's not fixable. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> Never. Good stuff. Not after Good the stuff. tire popping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been through enough. Um, but it's yeah. cool. It's cool that they uh, treated you well. And, uh, yeah, man, I like that you mentioned earlier about the fans in person. And I think you guys do a really great job as a band online. You mentioned social media and it's not just about the numbers. It is about like a one-to-one relationship with fans. And I like that you guys seem to really have handle that with care. And uh, as a marketing guy myself, and especially music marketing is my passion. So I love whenever I see somebody doing it right, I like to point it out. And I love that you guys did, uh, in addition to kind of keeping up with the fans, I love the playlist thing. So you guys are doing like your quarantine playlist on Spotify and you're sharing it with the fans. That's pretty awesome. What do you, beside what's on the list, what are you guys listening to? And um, what other ways do you think you can sort of, you know, connect with the fans and share some stuff with them from this isolation time. <clears throat> we had some plans coming up for an album release, which we're kind of stockpiling some content for. Um, we've just been trying to, you know, keep up with that playlist and, you know, really connected with people in that way. Um, we've got, you know, a music video set up, um, we've got a documentary of when we were behind the like in the studio with Sil- Sylvia Massey last year at her studio in Oregon. Um, that was unfortunately, well, Matt is not in that because we had our old drummer at the time who's in that, but we're going to put that out pretty soon here as well as, you know, a new EP with three new songs on it, which if you saw us on tour, you got to hear a, a couple of them, but there's still some, some sacred stuff that's going to sound brand new. Um, as far as what I'm listening to, I'm just on, you know, this discover Spotify weekly and, um, trying to, you know, I do listen to a lot of metal in my free time. Also, I'm pretty much, that's my genre of choice. And for some reason, it's very calming for me to listen to metal and not other stuff. Um, I've been listening to a little bit of classical music and some, you know, jazz and 
I'm, I'm a big fan of bluegrass as well. So I've been, you know, listening to some of that stuff. Just, I don't know. I, I don't want to name anyone specific really, cause it's kind of all over the board, but just trying to, you know, listen to a diverse section of music. Very cool. Anybody else? <clears throat> I was digging into uh, the new August Burns Red album, which showed up on our weekly playlist. Um, as far as like the heavy music, like the metalcore scene is really where I get my, my chops. I mean, I know that we mentioned that I, I did, you know, do the whole jazz thing, but like previous to that, I was definitely more into like the, the metalcore scene. So like August Burns Red was a big influence for me uh, when I started playing drums. Um, you know, uh, I've been, I keep coming back to Hail Stan by Periphery. I think that has been such a killer record. Um, and then, you know, outside of like the heavy stuff, um, just the other day, I was listening to uh, one of the Keith Jarrett live albums uh, with uh, <clears throat> Jack DeJanet, who's one of my favorite jazz drummers. Um, and great, then, great album. That's a great yeah. album. Yeah. Yeah. It's killer. Um, and then, Outside of that, I, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. I don't know. I think um, just like hearing people tell stories or like talk about things that I'm really interested in kind of helps me like stay grounded and relax a little bit if I'm not in the mood to like really dive into an album or like find something new that really charms me to listen to. Um, so like uh, I listen to, um, you know, like the NPR podcasts, like uh, – uh, this American Life. I really like um, this kind of like newer podcast called uh, <clears throat> uh, Secret Societies, which is about like, you know, like the, the, well, it's, you know, very namesake, like Skull and Bones and the Illuminati and stuff like that. It's kind of fun to tickle that uh, conspiracy part of my brain. And then uh, Jay turned me on to Finn McKenzie's punk rock MBA, which is all kind of about like the business side of music and like what you can learn from the guys who are, you know, really successful in the music industry. So I've been listening to a lot of what he has to say and learning from him too. So I'm everywhere. I'm all over the place right now. <laughs> Killer. I love Finn McKenzie. He's great. We had him on the yeah. Dumb, dumbest podcast. I love that guy. <clears throat> I'd love to meet him. I think that I don't, you know, musically, I don't get a ton of it, like inspiration for what I write on my own from heavy music. Um, I get a lot of ideas from, you know, listening to the podcast like that was mentioning. But I think kind of stealing some ideas from other genres helps me, you know, write new and different guitar parts. So, John, you want to jump in there? What have you been doing? Yeah, I want to know what you're I, listening to. I don't listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> Final it. Fantasy Seven soundtrack. Put the speaker back <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I I don't know. I, I feel like uh, no. Even though uh, I've heard that it's a really cool metally soundtrack, I don't right. have that game. Maybe I should get it. But um, yeah, I I feel like I haven't really been venturing into a lot of new stuff. You know, I uh, I've been listening to uh, a band called Porcupine Tree. I think. Uh, a lot of people know this one and um, Stephen Wilson's got some great new material on there. Uh, 
his work uh, kind of got me into metal in the first place. Uh, you know, he uh, he produced Opeth back in like 2003, and I remember listening to uh, the surround sound on. Uh, I forget the name of the record now, but uh, it, it was just really well done. And, uh, you know, I really love, uh, you know, how, how they can switch between this, this really heavy rocking stuff into something uh, melodic and uh, kind of calm, uh, acoustic even. Uh, so, you know, that really helped me get into the genre um, and, uh, you know, I'm huge fan of, uh, you know, progressive music in general, you know, King Crimson. Yes. Uh, some of the, some of the classics. John is my new best friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he just talked about like all my favorite people and all my favorite bands. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, Steven, I think you're talking about deliverance and damnation. Yeah. It was back to back that Steven was a part of sort of a, you know, co-producer wrote some songs and lyrics with Michael on those records. So yeah, fantastic. Stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and I love Steven's solo records too. That's a guy that's on my bucket list. I need to, I need to meet that. I mean, guy. I think, I, I think Deliverance yeah. and Damnation are the best Opeth albums ever. Can't disagree. Can't disagree. Um, what about you, Carter? What music are you, uh, listening to when you're not on the links <clears throat> um i'm doing a lot of uh i'm doing a lot of podcasts bill burr's monday morning podcast probably my favorite um i just discovered bent knee that band's awesome um and like a lot of, i got gotten, gotten in a lot of like country lately like uh um jeff jeff walker um and uh uh, just a lot of like kind of old Americana country guys. Um, yeah, quarantine's just becoming like an expansion in music. <laughs> Listening to the sound of birds on a yeah. golf course through the filter of his <laughs> ear hair. <laughs> hey, hey, going back to that band Bent Knee, those guys are really cool. And uh, one of my really good friends uh, from Berkeley College of Music. Ben Levin is uh, their guitarist in that band. Those guys are a lot of fun. They've got some heavy stuff, and I definitely recommend uh, people listening to this check out Ben Knee. I found a cool band the other day called Unprocessed, also. That was kind of one of my favorites that's come up in the last week from my Discover Weekly, but um, it's, it looks like, I think they were scheduled to open for, I think they're from Germany, and they were scheduled to open for Periphery at some point. Um, in the future, and I don't know if that's still happening or not, but um, you guys should check them out. I've been meaning to tell you about them too. So that's another good band. Nice. Lots of new music to check out in these times. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, you guys, as we wind this up, and I want to give you back your days uh, and, make, and make sure that, uh, you know, uh, Carter doesn't mess up his uh, card for the day. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just any final thoughts on this uh, sort of quarantine period? I'm super glad to hear you guys have music on the way. I was definitely going to ask about another album. I'm I'm glad that this uh, situation hasn't dampened your uh, your spirits or your plans so far. It seems. <clears throat> no, we we're we're, we're good. Um, I I'm, I think we can announce the the date. I think we have a date for the new record. Um, 
uh, I think like tentatively, I'm pretty sure it's uh, June 26th. So uh, I guess you can quote me on that because this is live and recorded on the internet. So, um, but yeah, so June, it'll be June 26th. We'll have the new EP drop in for everybody. Um, so, and then the music video will come a little bit before that and it'll be, it'll be awesome. We're not letting the, the plague take us out. I just appreciate you taking the time to jump on a, you know, Zoom call with us as well. Um, I wish we could, you know, do this in person because, because um, that just would be so much more fun with a shot of whiskey and a light beer <laughs> and potentially a cigarette. That would, that would just be really, really enjoyable. And I could tell you're a fucking awesome dude from afar also. And um, I really appreciate what you do. So, um, you you are the kind of person that we are that we really truly appreciate helping us you know get our name out there and our music and uh yeah we're just truly appreciative well you're very welcome this is why i do what i do i uh and i thank you also and uh, yes we will get together in person somewhere down the road brooklyn or somewhere else in the country and uh we will we will, we will laugh about this zoom call and uh continue yeah. to celebrate music because that's what it's all about <clears throat> I, can't wait to, I can't wait to re-listen to this and hear my voice and just feel uncomfortable <laughs> it's gonna be awesome it'd be great <laughs> all right thank you guys continue to keep your heads up and uh best of luck with everything we'll we'll talk again soon okay thank all you right. thanks all right. you. Awesome. You. Take, care. take care Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.